Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Bills forced to burn their second time. Out. And fires end zone. He's got Chandler for the Buffalo touchdown. No snow! The one play that people remember about Scott Chandler more than any other uh, five of his nine seasons in Buffalo in the NFL, a short stint in New England as well. We'll talk to him about that in just a little bit with the game tonight, obviously on tap. But Scott, how the heck are you? And second of all, what were you thinking when you saw the Bills have another game relocated to Detroit because of the snow? First of all, yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you really just feel for the people of Buffalo. You know that they're ready for that and equipped for it, but it, it is, a, you know, quite the ordeal to go through. And, uh, you know, I think any time a home game gets taken away, it, it kind of stinks, but, you know, you make the best of it and go win the game, and the Bills are able to do that all times. Were you surprised at, uh, at how that game turned out, not only the one that you caught the touchdown in, but then – you know, to see the Bills go back there. And this situation was unique in and of itself as well because they had another game there against Detroit five days later. Can you get your mind around what it would have been like as a player to do that, to go through two games, same stadium, on the road, that close together? What a weird situation. Yeah, I mean, just the, you know, the travel, I think, would have been difficult. Uh, but, you know, I think playing in the same stadium is, is not – a bad thing unless the turf stinks. Uh, you know, you, you just get more comfortable with your surroundings, allows you to play a little more free. I mean, I think that's why teams usually play better at home. They're just more now, now, if I remember right, Scott, you were one of the guys that had to get to the stadium via snowmobile for that game. Um, Tremaine Edmonds had to do the same exact thing. They actually had the Erie County Sheriff's Rescue Team Go and get him. I don't know if we've ever talked to you about what the snowmobile trip was like, but you were on the snowmobile, right, to get there? Yeah, and it was it was great because it was just some guy that was snowmobiling around town, and they flagged him down. They're like, "Hey, will you go pick up a few of the Bills players that live nearby <laughs> here?" And he was like, "Yeah, hey. you know." And, and so, uh, you know, he, I, I I walk out there. I'm like, 
So how'd they get you? And he's like, oh, I was just driving by and they flagged me down, asked me to come pick you guys up. I was like, heck yeah, go build. So, you know, the, the ride there was great. You just going to, you know, talk to the guy a, a little bit about, uh, you know, who he's picked up and those kind of things. And, you know, we had like five or six of us live on the same street at that time. Eric would have lived a couple houses down. Orton was on the street. Garrison Sandborn, Dan Carpenter. Sammy was on the street. So he, he made quite a few other stops that day right after me. That's crazy. Well, Scott, we, we wanted to have you on because you're one of the, the guys who played for the Buffalo Bills and for the New England Patriots, and you look back on your time in Buffalo, a ton of your career was spent here, but you also did spend some time in New England. What are your thoughts about this rivalry and particularly about this game tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's kind of flipped on its head here with, you know, Josh coming up and Tom going south. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about tonight. I think, you know, the Bills are a better team. Uh, they play well, take care of the ball. You know, I think that they've got the, both the defense and offensive uh, advantage. And, you know, they're going to have to stop the run. Stevenson's a, a good back. And when they're, you know, when they're physical and able to run the ball, then you have to play action shots. But, uh, you know, if we just take care of the ball and convert in the red zone, I think the Bills will win. So, Scott, climb into the mind of Coach Belichick for a second, if you could, having been around him, when he would face an opponent, and I realize Brady was a tremendous equalizer, even if maybe they were in a matchup where the other team was stacked with talent from the top to the bottom of their roster, but when he was, in the instances where he might have been faced with an opponent that, you know, as you even stated yourself, has superior talent to his, what was his general approach, I guess, more often than not in those situations. Yeah, I think Bill's always going to try and take away your number one option. So, you know, look for look for a lot of attention to get paid to digs, which, you know, allows, uh, you know, Dawson Knox and, and Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie to be able to make plays, and, you know, be able to make plays in the running game too. And, you know, I think that was part of why I, I was able to have success against the Patriots when I was with the Bills was because they were paying attention to Stevie. And, uh, you know, now I just had a lot of good matchups that way. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, Stephon might have a, might have a tougher night. Maybe not. You know, he's, he's able to beat some double teams quite a bit still. But, uh, you know, I, I think that Bill usually starts with we're going to stop the number one guy. Yeah, and if, if that comes to be the case, certainly the Bills, if, if you take away a guy like Steph Diggs, you still have to deal with Josh Allen, his ability to extend the play. Uh, how what's it? Give us a, a sense of it as a tight end and a guy on the inside where you're always going to be an option. What's it like when you look back and you have a quarterback that is never out of a play and you see a lot of plays that go off script and you have to have a plan for that? How much time and effort goes into having a plan when there is no plan, if you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, quite a bit. I was, I was lucky enough in college to play with a guy named Drew Tate who was a little bit of Johnny football before Johnny football came around. And so, you know, the scramble drill was a real thing and, uh, you, you just learn kind of what your quarterback wants and, and his body language. And, you know, he, he might just give you a little flick of the head or a little hand and he wants you to go deep or he might, you know, give you a nod and want you to come back on the sideline. So those, those things are, you know, what all of the off season and training camp. And then obviously throughout the season, you just get into a, uh, a real, uh, you, you get on the same wavelength with one another and you're able to, to kind of read one another out. I had that with Fitz pretty well. You know, he and I kind of had the same idea of, of how things were going to go if we did break. Yeah, and and for Josh, like, basically his top four passing options have all been with him for at least 
three seasons. So I have to imagine those scramble rules, they kind of know like the back of their hand. Um, how valuable is that against a team and a defense like the Patriots that, as you said, is pretty good at taking away, you know, what you want to do first and try to make you play left-handed. It sounds like based on the time this group has had together with Josh, they should be able to, to get to the second and third option if necessary. Uh, I mean, I think if you look at the Bills offense, most of the problems have been self-inflicted. You know, they, they have all the personnel and, and schematic uh, ability to, to outplay most of the teams they play. It just, you know, it becomes that uh, ability to go execute all the time. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's where they'll continue to grow. Um, they, and they, you know, you see them when they, when they are executing, nobody's stopping. And uh, I think that, you know, that's, those are the kind of things that, as you get towards this end of the season and trying to make a postseason run, you're going to be amplified. When you get to a point, this point of the season, and and with the Bills, they've kind of had ridden this roller coaster of injuries and guys getting healthy, and then a different group gets injured, and then another group. It's been sprinkled throughout their roster. They actually now seem to be getting to the point where they're a little healthier, obviously with a, a few notable exceptions. How do you uh, give us an idea of what you remember about having a season where? You kind of got to keep rolling, trying to win games when you're not 100 percent on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the, one of the biggest things in the NFL is you know how good the, the guys are able to step up because there's going to be injuries. Uh, you know, you hope they're not in key positions or you know in, in key matchups, but it's going to happen at some point, and uh, you know you just got to keep your whole team ready to play, and uh, you know that's where guys who have been playing special teams for weeks and weeks, you know, I have to step in and be able to make plays like, you know, like you've seen guys like A.J. Klein able to step in and just, you know, uh, step in and play well. And, uh, you know, obviously you like having guys like Milano and, Trey and, and Edmonds out there, but, you know, when a guy can step in and play well like that, you know, uh, who was, I think he was with, a, you know, not even with the team all year, uh, able to step in and, and play in a system he knows. That's Those are the kind of things that, uh, elevate teams from being good teams to great teams and, uh, and you know, really play a vital part in uh, seeding in the playoffs and who gets home field advantage. Yeah. I would say probably your guys' 2011 team comes to mind with the injury bug because you guys were rolling and then Fitz has the rib injury, Fred breaks his leg, a couple other guys go down, and you guys just didn't have the same kind of depth that maybe this roster has now. Um, and speaking of that roster – you're going to have Eric Wood in the radio booth. Fitz is doing the Amazon thing. How wild is it to see Fitz doing doing games on Thursday night, pregame and postgame now? I just want him to dress up like Deshaun Jackson every week. It's uh, <laughs> you know, the stuff he's got going on. I need him to bring the chains out again. He's been doing a great job, though. You know, it's fun to watch those guys. Uh, you know, both those guys are some of the smartest guys that I've played with, and, and you know, Eric and, and Fitz, and you know, you, you know that they're going to have success uh, in whatever they do. So it's fun to watch them uh, having success around football. How do you think? What are your thoughts about this game tonight? How do you think it's going to go? What uh, what kind of personality is this game? Is this? I mean, these teams play twice a year. This is the first time they've met. We kind of have a handle on what these two teams are this deep into the season, getting their first matchup is way different than when you meet them in week one or week two of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think from a New England perspective, they're going to want to run the ball and, and control the clock and, you know, just keep the ball out of Josh's hands as much as possible. 
And, uh, you know, I, I think if, if the Bills are able to stop the run early, uh, and, you know, I think they're going to have to have some success running the ball too, whether that's, you know, through Singletary, Cook, or, or Josh. And, uh, but I, I just think ultimately it's going to come down to if the Bills are able to protect the ball and, and get a couple stops on defense, they're going to have too much. And, uh, you know, I think, that, I think the Patriots are still just rebuilding a little bit. Yeah. And they're probably going to have to find out by the end of the season whether they want to continue with Mac or make a change there with a couple of decent quarterback drafts coming up as well. All right, Scott, listen, thanks for joining us here on game day. We appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to catching up with you down the line, but uh, enjoy the game tonight, all right? Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Go Bills. Thanks, Go Scott. Bills. Yeah, that's uh, former Bills tight end Scott Chandler, who knows all too well about Snowvember after that game that they uh, had was that back in 2014 if my memory serves me properly uh and then the bills had to do it all over again just two weeks ago and uh we forgot to mention this to scott steve but uh deon dawkins replicated scott's celebration after the game was over in the end zone with fans so uh his celebration may be even more popular now than it was seven years ago pretty crazy yeah uh we we uh, look at the remaining schedule there, Steve, and we know this three-game division slate's coming up. Um, it's important, man. It's going to pretty much spell it out the rest of the way here. Absolutely. The, the, at the end of these three games, you would think that they're going to have a real handle on uh, what they're looking like going forward. Now, if, even if they win all three games, uh, they're still – I doubt they'll have anything sewed up playoff spot or anything else they'll be 11 and 3 at that point if they can win all three of those games I, I don't know that that's going to tell us too much with three games remaining you know what I mean I, um, I think it'll still be up in the air as to what the seeding will gonna are going to be they'll still if they keep yeah. winning out they're still going to be in the conversation for the one seed but they still are going to be only probably in the conversation for the division title too depending on what happens with the, the Dolphins so uh, other division games got to take place and after these three games, they still got to play the Bears, Bengals, and Patriots again. So, yeah, I it, we're going to know how we're going to have a real a, a much better view of the big picture after these three division games uh, than we do right now. But you got to think from this end of this three game stretch, the way the other three teams are playing, you got to win all three. You've got to win all three. Uh, now, certainly, math, yeah, because then, then you get your head above water, right? With the division record, right? Mathematically, you'd probably don't have to win all three, but man, oh man, from this end of it, you got to win all three. Well, yeah, and I think if you do, you kind of put yourself in the catbird seat because you know you're handing each of your division opponents at least one loss over that stretch. You drop New England to six and six, depending on what the Jets do this week. They could either be seven and four. What are they? They're seven and four right now. So right. they could be, they could either be coming in next week, seven and five or eight and four. Yeah. The so Jets yeah. hand them their fifth or sixth loss. You know the Jets I mean? have The Jets have got the Vikings this week. Uh, and oh then, yeah. And That's then not the Bills. An easy game. Right. So the, and right, you know, like you said, they're seven and four, but they, even if they're eight and four coming into Buffalo, that's, that's a, a giant game still. Um, yeah. And then, you know, of course, the, the Dolphins. I mean, the Bills are chasing the Dolphins down ever since week three. Uh, but they've got the char the Niners, 
and the Chargers coming up next do the Dolphins. Um, yeah, what do you what do you what do you think of Coach McDaniel's approach? I don't know if you saw this, but he's keeping the team out on the West Coast all week, so they play the Niners on Sunday, and then they're staying out there on the West Coast all week in L.A. before they play the Chargers the following Sunday. Well, I'm I'm not going to question McDaniel's, you know, his ability to keep his hand on the pulse of that team. I think he probably gets them and want, probably wants to do that, and he probably feels good about doing it. Uh, there's probably a little bit of good in that, getting them out of the, getting them on a business trip and keeping them focused uh, day in, day out while they're out there. The weather will be fine. They'll be able to get good practices in. They'll get acclimated. They'll get get a chance, particularly with the Chargers game, they'll get a chance to get on that time zone. It'll be a game that takes place at 8.15 um, East Coast time. Yeah, that's it, the game that got flexed. Yeah, it's only going to be 5.15 in Miami. So, but by, by them staying out there a week, it'll feel more normal to them. So I, I wouldn't question his getting that right. Um, but you still got to go out there and execute it and stay focused for the entire week and not get distracted and you know, all that stuff. Uh, so we'll see, but, um, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, it's going from Miami to San to LA for that game or going from Miami to San Francisco, then to LA, um, for a week, is different than Buffalo going to Detroit. I mean, we all know that Buffalo to Detroit is, right. is a cab ride. So, yeah. The thing I was wondering about it was I'm wondering, you know, McDaniel obviously knows the 49ers organization intimately, having been a former assistant there. I wonder what the factors were that went into that decision. Obviously, travel time, back the back and forth, crisscrossing the country. You'd prefer not to do that. I know a lot of West Coast teams typically stay east when they have two eastern time zone opponents in a row on the road uh we know that uh jim harbaugh did that when he coached the 49ers he would stay on the east coast in those situations and i can't remember if kyle shanahan's employed that so he's just doing the reverse here but i wonder if the opponent factored in i think mcdaniel and the dolphins are probably anticipating a very physical game against, you know, the best defense in football right now in the 49ers, who will rough you up. Uh, maybe it's better on bodies if you take what amounts to an hour flight from San Fran to L.A. instead of, you know, four hours yeah. back across the country and then another four hours back out for the next weekend. Well, I think the, the question is, what reasons are there for McDaniels, for McDaniel to keep the team out there or to go out there and stay out there, what are there, what reasons we don't know about that we can't figure out for ourselves? Is there something, is there gamesmanship involved? Is there something about the Niners or is there something about LA or whatever that he wants to keep them out there? I, I doubt that because the Niners game is just a regular away game. They're going to fly in, yeah. play the game, fly out. Uh, the problem is when they, the difference is when they fly out, they're going to fly south to LA, not to, not to Miami. Uh, so I doubt that San Francisco has any tactical advantage because he used to coach there or that he knows them or anything. I don't think that's the case. Uh, and I think staying out there has everything to do with a five-hour flight back to Miami, getting acclimated, getting ready, and start <clears throat> getting started uh, back into the game tape for the Chargers. I think it really has to do the, – the only issue with it is getting the right setup in L.A. for a week of work and a week of rehab 
a week of treatments, a week of medical attention, ice baths. It's a lot of logistics. Yes, it's big. And I don't know what facility they're thinking about using while they're there. Are they going to go to USC? Are they going to go to Cal, UCLA? Uh, You know what I mean? Are they going to go to one of these other cities or one of these other these college campuses, which is kind of apropos, you know, a lot of t- colleges like doing it because it gives them a, a recruiting. So, yeah, well, the, you know, the Miami Dolphins use our facilities when they come to town, ta- that kind of thing. So there's plenty yeah. of people who would offer it up, but would it really work? And how many of your staff are you taking out there? Because the Bills take, I know, a good chunk of people with them, but they don't take everybody on the road. Right. Actually, the... Uh... The Bills did that when Chan Gailey's 2012 Bills stayed out west at San Fran and then at Arizona. They stayed a week in Arizona Resort, yeah. Right, right. And then they did all of their practice stuff at Arizona State in Tempe uh, that whole week. And they actually practiced in a practice bubble because it was even still too hot then uh, to be outside doing whatever. It's, they got ready for their game it's perfectly, against the Cardinals. It's perfectly fine. I mean, you know, not that it's not fine. It's perfectly okay to, to, to do all that as long as you can get your guys. It depends on how easy it is to get in and around meetings, move to and from your room to practice, from practice back to the, to the you know, the medical facilities, whatever they are, the, you know, the ice baths, the, the training staff, all that. How, you know, how hard is it to do that? How quickly can they get the players acclimated? Because they still got to concentrate on getting ready for their next opponent. You know, and it's it's hard to do that in strange environment. You know, because you got all this other stuff that's distracting you. Well, like like where's my locker? You know, like where's my locker every day? Where's you know all that stuff? It's it sounds minute and small, but it's really important for these guys to get into this routine. So I think if you could convince a guy like McDaniel that they're going to have it smooth and sailing. And, and I wouldn't be surprised either, Brownie, that if, if they may send people straight from Miami to L.A. who aren't going to San Francisco for that game and get everything set up before they actually show up. Oh, I would say that's almost right? definite. you like, got to do that. you got to do that. I'm just surprised that a first-year head coach is trying to pull that off. That's the only thing. Well, he's got people in the building that are you know not right. new to this. Um, and it's not – I mean, it's not <clears> – <throat> let's face it, it's not – complicated but you gotta you gotta know who to call right i mean you gotta know what you know hey i need you know i need six hot tubs and whatever whatever all over at this place you know if you're doing it at the hotel are they doing it at the at the college and it may be too that mcdaniel has some relationships with ucla or usc or wherever it is they're gonna do it you know hey yeah and and they got i got you bro i i'm you're all set up where they probably got people at the college that have some nfl experience all that kind of stuff but yes it is a it's a lot of stuff to get done for an NFL team moving into your facility for five or six days and being efficient. That's hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. One it, other... it doesn't surprise me that McDaniel's doing that, though. He seems like that kind of guy, doing it the smart way, which yeah, I think this is the smart A very way. planned person. Yeah. yeah. Um, we will take a break here. When we come back, We will open the OBL mailbag with your questions. And also, we will tell you there is one former Bill who could see the field tonight for New England if the offensive tackle injury situation does not pan out well for the Patriots heading into tonight's kickoff. 
We'll tell you who that is when we return here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 